0: Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this incredible night, Father God, as we just come together for your word, God, as we come together, God, to be able to worship you as our king and savior, God, from worship, God, to fun, God, to hanging out, God, God, to every part of what tonight is, Lord God, it is all about you, Father, and I just pray that you, as you speak tonight, that your word is spoken beyond everything else, Lord, God, that I'm not speaking, but your word is spoken, Father, that your power, that your glory, God, will just move tonight, because Lord, you are incredible, God, and we just love you, Lord, we just praise you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. All right, so contagious. How many of you guys are curious about this? Everybody a little curious? Everybody like your mask? You'll get over it. All right, contagious. Can somebody tell me what contagious means? Pretty simple word. I think anybody can tell me what it is. Dante, getting something. So if you get a car, you—that was contagious. Gina, sleeping on the bus—is that contagious? I was relating that to your Facebook post the other day. Anywho, go ahead. About you falling asleep on the bus. Anywho, go ahead. Go ahead. Alan, shh. spread it to someone else, your disease, sickness, anybody else? Lizzie, as you're on the internet. And Rick. True story. You're really smart that you got that. All right, real quick, a little infomercial here. If you will pull up that screen for the text messaging, just so you guys are aware, I know we have several new students. If you have not done this, do this right now real quick. Pull out your cell phones. There you go. You will text ASM to 68398, and you will find out anything that goes on, every function that we have. By the way, anytime that you hit stop, I will get a message, and I will be notified so I can find out if you stopped it. So it's funny to see the different people that have stopped it. No, I'm just kidding. Anywho, um, make sure you guys do that. That way, you guys can stay up on that. Definitely, if your parents, you guys can get, shoot that over to your parents as well. Nice little commercial there for y'all. Uh, contagious. So contagious. We've seen that it's it's really transmitting a disease that we can anything that we can catch, as Bing says, that is able to be passed by contact, transmitted from one person to another, either by direct contact with the person or by indirect contact, contact with his or clothes capable of transmitting diseases affected by or carrying a disease that can be transmitted by direct or indirect contact, likely to affect others, quickly spread from one person to another. That's gross, isn't it? Depends on what you're talking about, right? But isn't contagious kind of a gross word? Huh? No? So, basically, if I have a disease it is possible that you touch the same door handle that I touch and you can catch that disease. If you just come over and slap me on the back and I have a disease, a certain disease, it is possible that you can get that, correct? Huh? If you choose to not even have intercourse, but you choose to touch each other, you can get diseases the same way. Sexually transmitted diseases does not just happen from intercourse, right? Is that correct? Correct. And you can just be touching body parts and you can catch that disease. You can pass it along. And just think that men typically transport it to everyone else. Females don't typically always, they always catch it, but they always, uh, the males always tend to give it and they don't even always get it as bad. Anywho, that's lovely if, I'm sure you really want to know that. So tonight, we're actually, this is going to be two weeks, tonight and next week. And tonight we're going into a little bit of, you know, are you or is it the people you are with contagious? So tonight is the very question is, who are you hanging around? What are you doing? Are you, are you protecting yourself that, you are not getting, or that you're not receiving the contagious things of other people from the world to movies, to music, to life, to situations, to girlfriends, to boyfriends, to whatever it may. Is it the very things that, that are you being brought into a situation that you can transmit a disease or sickness. Let's look at it. What are some ways? What are some ways that you can get transmitted things from the world? Look in the spiritual realm. What are some things? Come on. What are some ways? All right. Savannah? Movies. What do you mean? Huh? So if it's against the bible is it wrong? Huh? It is. Are you sure? Okay. So so a simple movie if if we go to watch a movie can it be contagious? Huh? Are you sure? So if we see something going on and you continually watching something, do you think you're going to be more prone to do it? I mean, that's pretty easy, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't take a genius to be able to do that, right, Andrew? I hope you're not texting. Okay. But is, is so if I continually watch something that, you know, has sex or drugs or whatever, and I continually watch something that, you know, obviously there's movies that uh, depict it as being a bad thing, but... There's a lot of movies out there that don't depict it as a bad thing, right? So if I continually to watch it, it will begin to break down the very barriers, even though I grew up in a certain home, or maybe you didn't grow up in a certain home, but if you grew up in a certain home that that says, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, Caleb, or hey, you shouldn't be doing this, then as you begin to grow and begin to be around that, begin to watch it, what happens? It's contagious, isn't it? Huh? You begin to break down your, your conscious. You begin to break down the very conviction that you used to carry to the place that you're like, ah, oh, who cares, right? You think if I continue going out on the parties on the weekends with my friends, even though I'm not smoking or, you know, drinking or, you know, doing, you know, whatever they do or whatever that, you know, you know that you shouldn't be. But on, automatically, as you walk into that place, as you put yourself in that situation, it's just a big contagious place, Correct? you know, when you look at things like this, you look at situations, you know, you ever heard of a quarantine? Anybody ever watch a movie about quarantines and you're not allowed to go in this place? Like a couple months back or um, they quarantined a, um, uh, shoot, I can't think of what it's called, a big, uh, the boat where they go out, help me out. Huh? A cruise ship, thank you. They quarantined a cruise ship because all these people were getting sick. So meaning that they weren't allowed to leave and nobody else was allowed to come on until they got the thing figured out. In the same way as we see, you know, so in those situations that we watch a stupid movie and I wouldn't recommend it. And um, I watched it years ago. It was called Quarantine and it was a ridiculously stupid movie. I think all they did was stay in the house, correct? Until the very end or something like that. It was ridiculous. Anywho, yes, I wouldn't recommend watching it. And I don't remember what was in it because it's been a long time since I watched it. But anywho. But all they did was hang out in this house and they weren't allowed to leave. Nobody's allowed to come in and all of those lovely things. But we put ourselves in the situations that, you know, I mean, if we, we see here, we see here in Leviticus 13 and 45, how many of you guys know what um, leprosy is? Anybody know what leprosy is, right? Those who suffer from the serious skin disease must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. They must cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean. So do you think at the party where it says a quarantine or, you know, you know if we're looking at a spiritual realm, this is somewhere that you should not be. You should not put yourself in that situation. Do you think these people are going to be yelling, unclean, unclean? So then you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to walk in there because I don't want to get sick. Is that what they're going to do? So when, you, when you're hanging out with a friend that you know you shouldn't be or your girlfriend that wants you, know, you to go to the back of the movies and watch two movies, as my, my youth pastor used to say, and Rachel and Caleb will relate to this, is you know watch a movie after the movie. you know, And Todd used to always say that. But basically, you go watch a movie in the theaters, and then you come home and watch another movie. I mean, who needs to watch two movies? Because pretty much by the time you're watching a second movie, I doubt you're watching a movie. You're probably trying to make a movie. But anywho... Some of you guys, that went over your head. But anywho, so, but the problem is, your girlfriend that you shouldn't be with is not yelling, unclean, unclean, stay away from me, because if you continue in this relationship, I'm going to drag you down in the wrong place. I'm going to make you do things, or not necessarily make you do things, but bring you to a place that you're willing to do things, or, or your boyfriend that you shouldn't be with, or maybe it is a good relationship, but as you get closer and you get, begin to like each other, you begin to get to the place that it is an unclean relationship, and it becomes un biblical relationship or you know so so they, there's not these big signs that just yell unclean you shouldn't do this hey unclean you shouldn't do that is there I mean you walk through the mall or you know walk on the beach and you know you got people walking half naked it's not like they all yell unclean don't look at me do they I mean for goodness sake people that have AIDS and that's, that's a possibility that you can even catch AIDS from saliva and all those lovely wonderful things but you know or intercourse, but to be able to get those things, they don't just yell unclean, do they? So how do we protect ourselves from being going into the situation of being in situations that they are contagious? Because when we go hang out with, you know, our friends on Friday night, if you know, you've been listening to anything that's said here or you've been reading your Bible, Alan, we're good, thank you. If you've been listening to, you know, you've been reading the Word or praying in any situation, then you would understand that there are situations that you've put yourself in that are contagious. Right? Right? Because if you're in the Word of God, then He's going to put you in check because you know what the Word of God says. If you've been praying, if you're in a trueness with him, then you're going to know. It's the same way as your parents. If your parents never talked to you, you wouldn't know what was wrong and what was right. Would you really? I mean, you know some basic things that you can probably figure out pretty easy. But there are some situations that that some people think that all kinds of things are okay because they were never taught it until they get in the word of God. But we put ourselves in contagious situations that if we're not careful, we're going to be taken over. Some of us just want to get enough. Some of us just want to get just a snidbit bit and say, oh, it's okay. I can, I can read my Bible tomorrow and I can repent of it. Oh, you know what? You know, I pray on Sundays, Wednesdays, and every third Sunday that I decide to go to church. <coughs> so whatever I do this weekend, it's not a big deal. It's okay. Some of us just think that, that you know, we can catch a little bit of the disease that because everybody else is doing it. It's fun. It's great. And all of those things, it's not going to take us to hell. It's not going to do this. Or it's not going to tear us apart. Or it's not going to make our life miserable. Or it's not going to, maybe it won't right away. or We think that just because if we just get a tad bit of it, it's Okay. Because the world says the complete opposite of what they used to do when, the, when people had leprosy. They, they don't say it's unclean. They say, oh, it's all good. Come on out. You can watch this. You can do that. Who cares? This is all hogwash. This is crazy stuff because this is old stuff. This is, you know, that was 2,000 years ago. Why are we following a word like that? Why are we following some book that a bunch of, a bunch of people put together? Why, you know, no, 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 no Just begin to bring this down to, from music to, to, to videos to to friends, to, I mean, friends are typically some of your worst enemies because your friend will be the very person that brings you to somewhere or makes you do something that you never wanted to do, boyfriend or girlfriend, right? And The very person that you think that you can rely and trust most some, can sometimes be your worst enemy because they will bring you and take you places you never wanted to go. And quite frankly, if they choose to do that, then you need to break that friendship. You can be a friend, but not a tight friend. I know I've said it before. If your best friend is a non-Christian, then you, are, you better check your own life. Because most likely, you're not a follower of God if your best friend is a non-Christian. Because if a non-... If your best friend is a non-Christian or your boyfriend or your girlfriend is a non-Christian, then obviously a non-Christian's goals in life is not to follow God. So their life, their goal in life is to, who knows what. I mean, this week it may be just to make an extra 50 bucks so they can go watch a movie or whatever whatever it goals is or whatever their things are whatever it may it be it could be good things it could be bad things but but the problem is is we like to get in relationships because they're cool or they're pretty or they're cute or or i just really like them they're just got a great personality well i've met some really nice non-christians i really have anybody else does it mean i can go hang out with them and they can be my best friend does it does it? I mean, I can be friends with them, but I can't, if I hang out with them every waking moment, if I hang out with them every, every weekend and begin to just be, be, get, become in a deep relationship with that person, what do you think my direction's gonna be? Where do you think God's gonna take me? Or should I say, where do you think that the devil's going to draw me away to. Where? Because we think if we just get a little bit, then we could just read the Bible and put a nice little Band-Aid on it, and it's all good, and we're just going to live this perfect life, and everything's going to be all right, and we can still do whatever we want. Right? Because we're perfectly all right to go into a contagious situation where we see dead, sick people and we're okay to get around them. Instead of being the person that helps pull them along, that helps grow them, that that helps says, hey, Andrew, bro, bro, I love you and God loves you and I'm just gonna be here to support you. You end up going with him, not calling him out, but, but you are gonna end up going with him as someone that's, that's, that's dead to the spiritual realm, that's, that's sick, that, that, I mean, when I think about it, I think of it like a zombie or something, you know, like they're all just like half their mouth is missing and half their eyes and, you know, and all this gross stuff that they're, they're physically dead, but they don't even realize it. Or should I say they're spiritually dead? They're, they're in a situation that just because you like Terrence and, you know, he's kind of cute, so you want to hang out with him, instead of, you know, pulling Terrence along and, you know, being that Christian light and going and bringing him your, your direction and being a thermostat in his life, you begin to let him be your thermostat. You begin to let him draw you and take you where you don't want to go. Right? Tana, come here. Put your gum back in your mouth. Oh, gummy, I'm sorry. Eating gummies. So if you would just imagine, you know, Tano's here. he's all sick. Hes he, hunch over, hunch over a little bit. Like you're sick, not like you're just bending over. Or something. you're sick. Well, you kind of look sick, but any, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> would <What'd> you say? <laughs> how he plays video games? Is that how you, you hunch over when you play video games? <laughs> like you're sick you are sick he is sick i guess so so imagine Tano. he's all sick he's all this but to our eyes he's not yelling out unclean unclean if you come near me i'm going to bring you down also i'm going to you know infect you as well i'm going to pour out my disease up on you even though i don't mean to because if you're around someone sick do you think they literally blow on you and say oh i'm going to get you sick too Blues inside, mm. but so so. So Tano's not saying, he's not saying, bro, don't hang out with me. I need to get my life straight. I need to take care of this situation. I need to come back to God, or I need to get over this thing. Don't hang out with me. Let me get my priorities straight. He's just like, oh, yeah, bro, whatever, you know. But in the spiritual realm, if, if he was going to yell out, he would be yelling, unclean, unclean, stay away, or help pull me closer to God. Help change me. Help grow me. But instead of that, because I think Tano's cool, and he's the coolest person on earth, or whatever. Or, Or if it's a girl, you know, and you're like, oh, he's so cute, and which they would kill you, so don't do that. But, but, you know, you just, you end up going to the place that you're spiritually strong, like me, you know. (laughs) You know, I use myself as an example, you know. But anyhow. You're spiritually strong, but you then, then have someone that's spiritually dead, torn apart, about to die, can't do nothing spiritually, can't help anyone, can't pull anybody up or help encourage anyone because they are dead spiritually because they don't have a relationship with God. But then you choose to get in your, their bubble and you begin to take down your spiritualness and begin to take their contagiousness. Do you understand this? And I mean, it's just as simple as hanging out with him. You could just hang out and not even really be saying stuff or him doing anything necessarily bad. It starts as a simple seed. It starts as a simple thing. And sometimes you can hang out with sick people and you don't get sick, right? I mean, you can hang out with someone sick the first day and not ever do anything. But how many of you know, a lot of times it takes like a good two to three days before you will pick up that sickness, so you will be hanging out with him, hanging out, hanging out, and it could be years later, and you see your life totally flip, totally drop, because you don't even realize that it was a sickness from someone that you chose to put in your life, instead of bringing them to God, you would let them bring you down from God, and so, and spiritually, you, I'm just as dead as he is, because he brought me down to that level, not meaning to, not trying to, but because when a dead person is with a live person, well, who do you think going to get sick? Unless I give him God then there's no re- rejuvenating him, correct? If I'm if I'm strapped, you realize back in Bible times, if someone killed someone, I forget what culture it was, they would a lot of times strap the person, the dead body onto the back of the person. And so they would have to live with that dead person on their back. What do you think happened? Do you think that, that as soon as their body decayed off, they just fell off and they could live their life? What do you think happened? They both died. You're correct. And so what you're doing with situations, with friendships, with movies, with things that you let in your life, instead of being the person that should be contagious and encouraging them, you're bringing them along with you instead of bringing him to the next level or helping him grow him and be the thermostat and say, hey, bro, that's not, I'm not going to do that. I might hang out with you, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go watch that. I'm not going to do this because I don't believe it's right. You know, as I found as I got older, when I was younger, I used to say, my mommy wouldn't let me do that. Anybody ever use that excuse? My daddy won't let me do that. I mean, Caleb still says that. But he did it the other night. He's like, my mommy wouldn't let me do that. But, and it wasn't even bad. I mean, it was just like walking across the street. But, but we've used that excuse, right? Who uses that excuse still? Sometimes you're like, oh, no, my mom won't let me do that, or my dad won't let me do that. How many ever used it as a crutch because you knew you shouldn't do it, but you wanted to say, well, I can't do that, so I'm just going to say my mom told me I can't do that? Right? But I found as I got older, instead of saying my mommy wouldn't let me do that, I say, no, I don't do stuff like that, bro. Sorry, you know, whatever you do, whatever. But I'm not going to be a part of that, nor am I going to be with you when you do that. Right? I mean, that takes guts. But I tell you, if you're in your word, if you're in prayer, if you're in that relationship, and I'm spiritually strong, do you think I'm gonna pull through that? Huh? You think I'm gonna be able to say, hey, I can't do that? So I'm not telling you just say, oh, cut off my, Christi- my non-Christian friends, but what I am telling you, that do not make them their best buddy. Do not make that movie. Do not make that song. Do not make that thing your best buddy. You can sit down. Thank you. Do not make those very things. And, and what happens is it starts as a simple thing. Like I said, it can start as a simple movie that you're just like, oh, it's okay. It's okay, you know. Right, let me tell you, clear play is a savior. You can watch, well, obviously, we don't just still watch anything. But you can practically watch anything you want within reason, which you could if you still wanted to. And it will cut out everything that you shouldn't see or hear, which is great. Cause any more, any movie that you want to watch. I mean, for instance, we watched, what, Everlast, what's it called? Endless Love. is a good movie. But I pulled up a review, shows part of her breasts, sex scene, st- things that me nor my wife should see. Definitely, if you're young and not married, you should definitely shouldn't see it. But, I mean, as in the whole gist of the movie, the, the movie was great. I mean, it was great. I don't know, I don't remember what all the... Cussing and things was great movie. Nothing wrong with it. Besides, if you watch it without clear play. But we begin to set levels, we begin to set standards. You know, we're like, oh, it's okay, it's just got, you know, some it's okay. Just takes a little bit. It can just be around, hanging around Brandon, and he touches the door handle, not trying to be protective. You know, we're like, or some of you guys will go hang out with your friends, and you do this. He's not going to make me sick, because I'm going to still be a standard. I'm still going to be different. I'm going to put my protection on, you know. Oh, yeah, I got this. I'm strong. I'm Superman now. Well, quite frankly, this is just a piece of paper that I breathe through that hopefully gets most of the germs that I do it and breathe in, but will that protect me completely? Huh? So why do we put ourselves in situations just because someone's cool or just because someone's pretty? I remember when I was sixteen. First actual real girlfriend Caitlin. I don't even remember her last name, Caitlin Smith or Caitlin something. Simpson, that's what it was. Obviously all three of them know her. But anywho, I started dating her. I was turning older. I was like, oh, it's okay. Actually, I might've been 18. I can't remember, 16 or 18. Was I 16? Okay, thank you, Rachel. Sister would know. She knows everything about me. But anywho, that's do bad thing. So don't ask your questions about me. But anywho, I remember, you know, as my teen life, and honestly, I wish I would've been more perfect. I wish I would've been, that person that really stepped up and began to preach and began to do what God had called me to do at age 12 that he called me at. Instead, I waited till I was like 20 till I really actually started kind of doing ministry. I waited so long and I could have been so much more effective and so more effective to the people around me. Instead, I began to let them contain, you know, make me sick. I let them begin to infect me even though they didn't necessarily mean to, even though, but I remember Caitlin, I asked her, are you a Christian? I'm an idiot. Okay? I knew she wasn't a Christian when I asked her. She's like, oh yeah. She had been to church like once. I know. I mean, she went with her family or something, but I think it was like that Eastern Christmas deal. You're a Christian, right? Because you went to Easter, went to Christmas, right? It only takes twice a month to be a Christian, right? Oh, twice a year, sorry. That was kind of an inside joke when I said that, but anyhow. But I was, at that point in my life, I was like, I want a girlfriend. She's pretty, blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, well, she said she's a Christian, so I'm not going to question that. I'm just going to believe that. You want to go out with me? Yeah, so we started hanging out, whatever. Doing things that we shouldn't do. Never had sex, but did still things that I regret all because it started as something simple. As it started, it actually started in youth group. It started as I looked over and said, oh, she's cute. And it started as something simple. I mean, seriously, you walk somewhere and you're gonna notice somebody's cute or hot, right? Right? You're human, right? Pinch yourself, make sure you're still alive and you're human. You're gonna notice that. But let me tell you, If I would have had my spiritual goggles on, my spiritual gas mask, my spiritual Bible reading, my spiritual relationship with God, you know what I would have heard when I seen her? What would I have heard? Unclean, unclean, wouldn't I? Because if I was right with God, if I was walking in a true relationship with God, then automatically in my spirit, the Holy Spirit would begin to convict me and say, no, Nate, no, Nate, unclean, unclean does not make her a bad person, but she will go to hell because she does not know me. And if you're not careful, she's going to drag you right down the same path, which she did. And thank God she, she broke my heart and I cried and she said, we're breaking up. But I tell you what. I'm so thankful for that very thing because it was the very thing that smacked me and woke me up. Three months later, I met, well, actually, I knew Megan. I already met her before. Three months later, we were together and we married. Nine months after that and then 14 months after that. She probably doesn't even know that. Anywho, we proposed at nine months and then we got married 14 months after that. But anywho, if she would have never done that, then I probably wouldn't have been in a relationship or I, I probably would have been still going down that path, you know, with all those other Christian girls, you know, at the youth group, the Christian girls. But let me tell you this. It doesn't mean just because you know someone here is in youth group is not serving God like they should does not mean that you get in your Christian circle and you badmouth every one of them. Ladies, you all hear that? Guys, you can do that too, but ladies, typically worse for that. Just because you think you're more holier than thou does not mean that you begin to speak about them. Unless you're talking to God at night by yourself, it doesn't mean you're going to Dana and say, oh my goodness, can you believe what Lizzie did? She's such a flutter whore, blah, 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 blah. Can you believe she put a little bit of eyeliner on right here? It's going to send her to hell. Whatever. bro, you, you guys have seen some girls with makeup all over their face and you're like, what are you doing? But instead of building her up, instead of doing that very factor, instead of that, in my actual prayer time, in my actual relationship with God, it would actually be the very thing that God would say, hey, instead of before you open your mouth to talk to someone else, you open your mouth to me and you begin to uplift that person. Right, Dana. So don't tell Lizzie what I said, okay? Nobody else. Love you, Lizzie. But if you were right with God, if you were walking in the trueness, instead of being, letting this world infect us, instead of slowly letting this world infect us, and then we come back and put the spiritual band-aid on because you come to church on Wednesday or heard me preach or heard that or came to the altar Wednesday night and poured out your heart and you put that band-aid on or that, that nice triple antibiotic and you're like, oh yeah, I feel great. And then the weekend rolls around and you totally just let the devil come right back in and you totally let him infect you and begin to get that very thing that you were delivered over begin to be infected because you opened one door. All because we like people. 90% of probably your temptation will be from other people. I mean, think about it. Every sin that you do requires someone else, correct? Practically? Practically? if something you're not supposed to watch, it requires people in that movie, right? requires saying they say. If it's music, somebody's saying it, right? If it's someone you look up to, what do you think? It's a person, right? Unless you're looking up to God. If you're looking at something you shouldn't, who does it require? It requires another person. But if that other person was first God, if that other person was at first and you were consecrated upon a trueness of that relationship, then you would have that total gas mask on and you would be able to walk around instead of being able to, you know, you, you see the quarantine spots and, you know, they're, they're all suited up. They got everything going on and they can walk in a situation and help people. They can seriously help people because they are protected themselves and they're able to walk into situations that most of us on a regular basis are not able to do unless you're Jesus Christ that was able to walk into places that most people, other people could never do because if they did, they would be doing the same exact thing because they weren't fully protected because they were not right with God. And I would would probably say that probably every person in this room is not ready to walk into some party because you are not truly fully protected. Now, if you walk like Christ did as He calls us to walk, and that's the way we should walk, then that would be the very place that you should be. That should be the very place that you are ministering. But the problem is, we don't want to put on the all, all the garb. We don't want to put on the Christian relationship. We don't want to do that because it's uncool. It's not the cool thing to do because homosexuality is the coolest thing to go around right now. If you think it's wrong, then it's, it's horrible. You're a hater. But quite frankly, most of the hate mail and hate stuff that goes out is actually the complete opposite because if you stand on it, then everybody else sends you hate mail. You ever notice that? You post that, you, you know, granted, I see some people post things on Facebook about homosexuality, and you're a complete jerk about it. It's one thing to put that you stand for something, but you don't necessarily have to blatantly just post something just because you want to get a point across unless God totally tells you to do something. Because 90% of the time because you're posting that is because you want to be a jerk because you're not truly right with God. Kind of goes along with those things. Oh, you know who that is. You know who I'm talking about. I can't believe you did that and God's gonna get you for that. You know who I'm talking about. Don't post on this because I'll delete you. You ever seen that? Ladies. Dudes most of the time don't do that besides Caleb. He's going to love coming tonight. Trying to make him feel at home. But instead of speaking love, instead of showing love, instead of being the very thing, you know, we begin to look even at Eve. Do you think, and I think I've said this before, do you think that one day the devil just walked up there and said, hey, go eat that apple and you're going to, you know, Have all the wisdom of the world, and you're going to be just like a God. And she walked over there and ate that apple or whatever fruit it was, and she just did that. Do you think it happened just like that? Huh? This is how I think it went down. Could be completely off. I think Eve was just hanging out. Could have been a week, could have been months, could have been years. I think she began to get a friendship with this with the devil. So some form, some some And she began to talk with him and begin to be like, Oh yeah, he's actually cool. He he must know what he's really talking about. Or, you know, blah blah blah. That's I mean, he's cool, he's got this going on, I mean he's got legs as a snake. I mean, how many snakes do that? None now. But He's got the walk going on, you know. He can't only slither up a tree, but he can walk up a tree. But it started as a simple step. When straight up, if she would have been looking from God's eyes, it would have been unclean, unclean. Stay away from it. Stay away from him. Stay away. But somewhere Down the line, somewhere in her relationship with God, somewhere along the line, she began to slowly step closer and closer and closer and closer to one day that she began to believe what he said. Because anytime you feel trust in someone, you're more apt to do whatever they say or think. You'll take their opinion for what it is, right? If you're close to a girl or a boy or your friend, if it's a boyfriend or girlfriend, or if it's just a straight up friend, if you're close to them, you take what they say seriously, don't you? You will tell them things that you probably won't tell most other people. So when they tell you to do something or they tell you to go a certain direction, what do you think you're gonna probably do? Not always, right? But sometimes, right? So I believe in that very situation. It wasn't one day she just woke up and did it. So it happened, you know, in steps, baby steps, situation, whatever it was, however long it took her. But it took her to the place that she was that strong Christian. She was in that strongness. I mean, she literally walked with God at night until she chose to go in this direction. I mean, probably the night before, she was probably walking with God, chilling with Him, hanging out, you know, talking about all the loveliness and talking to all the animals, you know, and all this lovely stuff. I mean, she probably kept on putting those band-aids on, fixing the situations that she already had had with the devil or just because, you know, the devil was slowly infecting her. You know, there's some snakes that, that even around here, you can live like a week Live two weeks before you get, you know, go to the doctors and they give you the stuff to take care of it, right? But there's some snakes that, that is a seven-step kill or whatever they call it. What do they call it? Seven-step snake. But literally it will bite you and you can take seven steps and you're dead. It's almost instant. But you know what? The devil doesn't always work that way because he knows if he slowly infects you, if he slowly can just get a little bit and you fix it and get a little bit more, fix it a little bit more, fix it a little bit more, fix it, and then you keep on going down this road and you just teeter-totter back and forth. You go into a place that one day you'll find yourself totally flat on your face because you totally let the devil infect you when you thought it was just a girlfriend or it was just a boyfriend or it was just a friend that you thought was cool. Hebrews twelve one and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially for sin that so easily trips us up and let us run from with endurance, the race God has set before us, we do this by what? There was left me. Awesome. We do this by what? Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who imitate and intimidates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endures the cross re- disregarding its shame. Sonny, can you run up there and push those buttons? Sonny, can you run up there and run that? Daryl, you still up there? Will you throw that slide up, please? Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Everybody say, Wake up, Daryl. Oh, there it is. Next verse. It says, What? We do this by what? The champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him, he endures the cross disregarding the shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. First Thessalonians 2 and 4, please follow me, Daryl. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to what? Please God, what? He alone, what? So we are to please Who? And not who? Are you sure it says that? Because quite frankly, we read this a lot of times the complete opposite way. We say our purpose is to please people instead of God. Because in situations, whatever it is, well, he'll, he'll drop me if I don't do this, or she'll drop me if I don't have sex with her, or if she'll do this, or he'll do that, or my friends won't talk to me anymore, or I won't be the cool person anymore because I don't do this, or I don't say that, or I don't think that. If I don't say that joke because it makes everybody laugh, then they won't like me anymore. Then I tell you what, if they don't like you anymore, then they will never a true friend because a true friend will like you no matter what is funny or what is no matter sad irritating the worst day of your life they're going to be right there beside you but somewhere down the line we get infected to the place that we see that our purpose is not to please God but it is to please people so instead of doing that but we have to look back and we say our purpose is to please God First Thessalonians five and seventeen says never stop praying. First Thessalonians five and twenty two says stay away from every kind of what, every kind of evil, every type of girl that would bring you down the wrong way, every type of guy that would bring you down the wrong way, every type of movie, every type of every type of drug, every type of situation, every type of thing that would bring you to a place that you know that you should never go. And how do you know what's evil? Is it by the TV that we watch? Is it by what Pastor Nate says? Is it by what Pastor Sherwood says? Is it off that awesome preacher at that 3 a.m. show on TV? Is it off the L.A. preachers? Is it off that one? Is that where you find out what is evil? Is it just by what your mommy or your daddy tells you or your grandma? Is that what you find out evil is? How do you find out what evil is? What do you think? Stay away from every kind of evil. If we're not in God's word, then we're not going to know what every kind of evil is, are we? Because quite frankly, as the same way in the situation that, that people always say, well, homosexuality, it's not in the Bible because the Old Testament law. Well, actually read your Bible and see that it, just as well in First Corinthians, what, chapter 13, I believe, it says very blatantly, just as long as fornicators and everything else, it calls out homosexuality. But the problem is they're not in their word. They don't really give a crap because they want to make everything okay. They want to do whatever they want just because they want to be able to live life however they want. Because they've been infected. 1 Thessalonians 4, 7 through 8 says, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teachings, but it is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, and the temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Leviticus 13, 43 and 46. Go and stand with me, please. Go and turn on some music. Listen to this. The priest must examine him And if he finds swelling around the reddish white sore anywhere on the man's head, it looks like a skin disease. The man is indeed infected with a skin disease and is unclean. The priest must pronounce his ceremonial unclean because of the sore on his head. Those who suffer from this serious skin disease, let me tell you right here, back in those times when it was leprosy, they had to go to the priest to find out if they were truly sick. And then at that place, the priest would would say if they were unclean and they had to go outside the camp and people would bring them food and then, then the unclean people would come get the food and then go back to their camp. But let me tell you, the freedom that you have today you know what's so cool about it Is let me tell you You don't have to wait for some pastor Because quite frankly If your relationship is based off of what I say Or your relationship is based off what uh, Damon Thompson says or, or you know Catherine Mullins Or Jake Hamilton Or whoever it is If your relationship is based off their relationship Then you will not have a relationship But you don't have to wait for us to declare something evil. We don't have to de- we, you don't have to wait for us to declare that you shouldn't be hanging out with someone or that you shouldn't be doing this. It's what's cool about the New Testament law that God has given each and every one of us. If we have a true relationship with God as his word has given us, as he's given us his word, then we are able to see what is unclean and what is clean. But it's all in this. It's all in Him. But it's so easy to get away from that because you're busy or because situations come or life is great at the moment, so why do you need to read it? Everything's going right. Let me tell you, you might have a day or two of that, but you're going to find yourself flat on your face. So now we are able to see what is clean or unclean. We don't have to wait for a priest. But those who suffer from a serious skin disease must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. They must cover their mouth and call out what? Daryl? Bro, you're killing me. They must cover their mouth and call out what? Unclean, unclean. As long as a serious disease lasts, they will be ceremonially unclean. They must live in isolation in their place outside the camp. Bow your heads. Dear only Father God, tonight there are people in this room that have been around, contagious people. God, and they have not been walking in the fullness of you, which means that they have been infected. God, and quite frankly, some of them are going in this cycles, God, that they will get infected and then they get, come back to you on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever they read your Bible once a week or once a month. God, they get in us in that cycle, God. But tonight you're calling us out, God, God, to stay away from the contagious people. But if we will walk in your word, to walk in you. God, there's also people here that are contagious. There's people here that are fully infected, fully contagious, and quite frankly, they're infecting the very people in this room. Lord, tonight is the night you're calling us out. The infected... And the ones that have totally just been contagious, that is totally dead and sick and begin to pull others down and they don't even realize it until tonight. Because of your word. With your heads bowed tonight. If you're here tonight and you say, I'm contagious, I'm totally dead to God, I've totally been doing this or I've totally been doing that. And I need to come back to God tonight. Raise your hand, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're totally dead to God. You might as well be just a zombie. Thank you. Because you're dead spiritually. You come to church. You you, you come to church. You put on the front. You put on the goodness. You put on that, that greatness. But you're dead to God. And tonight you want to step out of that and become ca- contagious in the biblical realm. Any more else? I already had four or five hands raised. Anybody else? Thank you. All right, with hands lifted high, concert prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father, forgive me, make me clean, help me come closer to you, let me walk in your power, let me walk in your glory, let me walk in your strength, renew me, make me new again. Don't let me be dead spiritually. But let me be alive. In Jesus' name. With heads still bowed. If you're here tonight, if you're here tonight and you say, I'm I'm not with him, you say, You've not backslidden, but you've, you may have found yourself in that place that you're slowly getting infected and not infected, infected but not infected. You come to him, and then you get infected, so then you put it back on. You put that Band-Aid back on to re- reunite or retake care of that situation, and you've kind of maybe been in cycles, or maybe you just find yourself once a month, but you want prayer or you want strength tonight, and you want to say, God, I want to be fully suited in you so that I can walk and help others tonight. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to fully walk in you, God. I want to walk in you so that, God, that whenever I go, I can help others. That I can walk in your power. That I can walk in your glory. Raise those hands. Come on. Is that all? All right, drop your hand. If you think you're perfect tonight, raise your hand. Are we sure? Anybody perfect? All right, one more time. If you say tonight, I need to fully walk in God, I need to walk in his full suit, raise your hand tonight. Come on. There's some areas, there's some struggles, there's some, something going on that I need Him. And I want to be a fullness of Him so that I'm not b- dragging around with a bunch of other deadbeats, but I want to be the one helping them move forward. I want to help pull them to Him. I want to help grow them. I want to help heal them with His Word, with God's power, with God's glory. If you raise your hands tonight, come on up here. Come on. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Come on, begin to lift your hands right now. Begin to tell him, God, I'm sorry for the situation. God, I'm sorry for this. God, I've not been walking in you. I've not been walking in your word. I've not been walking in your power. I've not been walking in your glory. I've not been walking in who you are. I haven't been reading your word on a daily basis. I haven't been having a true relationship. I've been going through some cycles, God. I've been getting infected and then getting a band-aid. I've been getting infected and then getting a vast, um, a shot, God, to take care of that thing, Lord. God, I've been getting infected and in that. go right back, God. But tonight I declare, God, with my hands lifted high, I'm surrendering to you, God. I want to start off tonight, God, towards you, going forward, God, in your power and your glory tonight. Because I've been hanging around and doing some things I know I shouldn't do tonight. God, I come to you tonight. Come on. Hands lifted high. Not my prayer, but your prayer only. Come on. With your words. Pray it from your home you oh, I... come on Come on. By your words. Not by Nate Turner's. Not by Pastor Sherwood's. Not by Megan Turner's. Not by your mommies, Not by your daddies, But by his words. By your words. You're the only one that can fully walk in him. You're the only one that can become closer and closer to Him. You're the only one that can open your Bible and not turn on your TV. You're the only one that can open your Bible and not hang out with those friends you know you shouldn't be hanging out with. You're the only one that can pour out your love to others through God. You're the only one. Your decision, your words tonight... words come on take the next last two minutes
1: just tell him what it is
0: tell him how much you love him maybe you already told him what you need to get over and now just begin to thank him just begin to praise him god thank you for this grace thank you god for your mercy thank you god for your love thank you god for your deliverance Thank you for loving me no matter what I do. Thank you for letting me even go in cycles, but you still love me. And you're still ready with open arms to, to let me run for you, God. But tonight, I want to make a difference. Tonight, God, I want to go differently tomorrow. I want to go differently in the next day, in the next day, and the next day. I want to go with you, God, fully armored with you the way I can walk and go wherever God because I'm walking in your glory because I'm walking in your love and I can truly help the other people with hands lifted high come on with hands lifted high we end out tonight Lord our God, I just pray over every student, every person in this room, Father, God, as we end out tonight, God, that God, that we can walk in you. We can walk in your full body suit. We can walk in the very thing to keep ourselves from doing other things that we shouldn't. God, that we can walk in your word, that we can walk in your prayer. We can walk in a relationship. That God, we're not going to let the world infect us anymore. We're not going to let that boyfriend or that girlfriend, because we're going to dump them when we leave here. We're not going to let that friend do this anymore to us. We're not going to hang out or do these things, because we're not going to go hang out with them as much anymore. We're going to set a standard, because I love you, God. They love you, God, and tonight they declared that. God, and I pray as they leave this place tonight. That God, they will be laying in bed, God. They'll be sitting at home wherever they go tonight afterwards. That God, you will direct them. You will guide them whatever situations they need to change. That you will let them change, God. Maybe it's the very moment as soon as we end now, they call their their boyfriend or their girlfriend and say, I'm sorry, I love you, but I can't do this right now. God, i pray for that strength. Your glory, your power, your anointing to flow through each and every one of you.